Oh, man. Oh, this is loud. Uh, <laughs> good morning, everyone. Morning, 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 morning. Um, yeah, I just want to say I probably have the best com ever. Just random. Um, yeah, Matt and John, best com leaders in the world. But yeah, I think just yeah, heading or coming off of worship, I just want us to maybe just stay in that place of worship. That I think as we're sitting down and we're in this space right now, we are... We're in worship right now. Worship is not just music. It's not when our favorite song comes on or our favorite bridge or the line is like, yeah, it's roaring, we're going, but it's the presence of the Lord. And yeah, I even just want to pray again because we can't have too much prayer. Father God, we thank you that you are in this place this morning. We thank you, God, that in worship we, we sang songs to you, God, and we gave our all to you, Jesus. And we just pray, God, that you would speak to us even now in this moment, that our hearts would be opened, God. Our hearts would be open to receive from you, Jesus. Every heart, every heart. We thank you, God, that you call us from the, from, the, from the east to the north to the west, God. And you've brought us here together as family, God. And I just pray that our hearts would be open to receive from you, our Father. And we just pray that any, anything that has come from the year or tiredness or feeling like I'm just ticking off a box because this is part of my Sunday routine, I pray, God, that you would open our ears and open our hearts that you've got something for us today. In your name we pray. Amen. So in preparation for today, I was asking the Lord, like, what are we, like, what's the Bible? <laughs> what are we talking about today? And I just felt when Luke asked me um, about two weeks ago to share this morning, just the idea and, the, and just the words that God had just been reiterating to me, the fact of, like, I am not my own. I am not my own. I am not my own. And I was like, okay, cool, God, like, let's build on that. Let's build on that. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, and, yeah, he's still building on that. And the scripture verse that I'd gotten, and for this morning, everything might be a little over the place, but I'm trusting that God's going to use something. And it feels like, it sounds weird, but it feels like I'm, I'm spiritually chewing with my mouth open. <laughs> that some of these things that I'm digesting myself and God is speaking to me as well. But I also hope that um, some of these things would be spoken to you as well and that they would resonate in you as well. And the scripture verse that I'd gotten that Hans also touched on last week was 1 Peter 2.9. That's going to go up there. And it says that, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for my own possession. I'll repeat that again. A people for his own possession, because I said it wrong the first time. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. And I lean back into that scripture that says exactly that, that we're his, we're belonging to God. And what does that absolutely look like? And the best person that we can look like, we can look at for that example is that, you know, sometimes we can look at each other and be like, yo, that guy really goes wild in worship. Or this person really laid down his life because he did this for God. Or this person is a brilliant Christian. Look at how he preaches. Look at how he, he talks. And look at how he does these awesome things for God. But the best example that we can look at about someone who's laid down his life was the person of Jesus. Jesus in himself. We can look at all these other people, these great people, these awesome people that have done amazing things in the world. The Nelson Mandela's, the people that have, you know, these person has really sacrificed, but none of them, none of them come close to the person of Jesus. And that's the beautiful thing that we get to see in that, like, we read about this man in this word that did all of these amazing things, that he laid on his life for us, for us to come into fellowship and community and communion with God. 
And I think as a people where God is taking us is that he wants us to absolutely know without a shadow of a doubt that we know that we know that we know that we do not belong to ourselves anymore, that we belong to him, that we belong to him. We belong completely to him. And why is that? It's because we have been bought with a price. And that price was with the blood of Jesus Christ. And the scripture verse that leading towards that would be 1 Corinthians 10, verse 19 to 20. Are you guys still with me? Are you guys still? <laughs> 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? You whom you have, whom you have, sorry, I'll repeat that again. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify him with your body. Just that beginning of that 20 where it says, for you were bought at a price. We know that the price that, was, that, was, that we were bought with was the blood of Jesus Christ. It's his blood where he shed his blood on the cross for us to die. And there's no beautiful picture than that than seeing him laying his life down for us. Jesus' life was never about his own. It was never about him. It was always us. He had us in mind from the very beginning. Jesus never chased his own dreams, thinking to himself as he was a carpenter, you imagine if I opened my own kind of deco fern in Israel. It was never that. He had his own, he had a plan of his father, and all of these things that were day-to-day things were all aiding towards that. So I kind of look at us as people who are Christians, saved, know God, love Jesus. What does it practically look like for us to lay our lives down every single day? We've got dreams, we've got goals, we've got ambitions. All of these things, what does it actually look like for us to lay our lives down for him? And for me, what I'm still processing, God, asking God to reveal it, it's basically saying that I have all these dreams, I have all these visions, but God, I pray that you take away anything that is not of you and may I walk in what you've called me for wholeheartedly and completely with no reservations at all. To be laid down, laid down for his cause, for his glory, not saying that all of us one day will become missionaries and be Heidi Bakers and people that, you know, will be martyred for the gospel. But for us, in where God has called you right now in Cape Town, in a city where everyone and everything is screaming for you to be like, you know, you are the best. You're doing well. Your own visions, your own dreams. And there's almost like the separate kingdom that's established here. How are we as Christians walking out a life that's saying, God, I am devoted and wholeheartedly yours. That says like, I'm walking against what everyone else is doing. Because I am laid down. I am laid down. There's a position of loneliness that we need to take. And that's the position that Jesus took. Jesus was so in sync with his father that his desires were a mirror reflection of the father's desires. None of, it, none of what Jesus did, he said, oh, wow, let me do this because it's a great idea. The Bible says, even says, I think where he says that what you've seen me do is because I've seen the father do it. And now I'm just doing what my daddy's done. So as Christians in what our lives are, and as we lay down our lives, and it's almost like as we're navigating through this life that, God, what does it purposely look like to lay down our lives? And I'm walking it out. It says, I just need to look at what you're doing, and I need to mirror that. And it might look different for each and every person in this room because we're walking out different callings. We're, we're all walking different lives. We're not just like robots walking in a conveyor belt called life, but we've all got these different things that we're walking out, and God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. Jesus was a man consumed with the things of the kingdom. He was consumed. 
he was absolutely consumed with the things of the kingdom, with the things of the Father. And I felt like there's a call this morning for us to be just like Jesus, to be absolutely consumed. When it looks crazy, when it looks weird, when people don't understand, to be absolutely consumed. And for our lives to be marked with something. God has put his finger on each and every one of us today. His hand is on each and every one of us today, on our callings, on our purposes. And I feel like for some of us, we need to almost like let the hand of God rest on us. And the things that aren't meant to be there will leave. And the things that are meant to be there, God will highlight and breathe life into them again. God will breathe life into them again. We've struggled, we've toiled, and we're like, God, what is, what is happening? Where are we going? What does it physically look like? And we've gotten into our heads for so long, but not allowed the rest of surrender to fall upon us and allow God to actually call us to be a people that are laid down for him. If we can go to John 5, verse 19. It says that, So Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, the Son can do nothing on his own accord, but only what he sees his Father doing. He can do nothing on his own accord, only what he sees his father doing. So I pray that, Father, that even today, as we continue to speak in your word, that we would be a people that are completely marked by your presence, that we would be a people that would only see you doing, God, that everything, it sounds good to man, and and many are the plans of a man, but, Father God, there are plans sometimes that lead to death. We want to find life in the plans that you have for us, Jesus. And even in this moment, God, I, I feel that there's even some of us, as, we, as we're in your presence, there are things that are floating to the top as all separates from water, that you'll be able to differentiate, God, in our lives, what are things are called, that were called for and the things that were not called for. And for some of us, it might look completely different. And I pray, God, that we would, almost like flicking a fly off of a bowl of soup, that w- that's what it would be like. That's not this tension of like, yo, God, but I've been with this thing for so long. But it's actually, it's raising up in the presence of God and it gets flicked off. Yeah, so guys, I'm, I'm not going to be very long today. <laughs> but yeah. And just kind of like towards the ending, maybe Hans, you want to come, come up at some point. But the one thing that I was really feeling just in terms of of us as City Ball and that we would be marked as a people that have laid their lives down wholeheartedly and completely for Jesus and whatever that looks like for each and every one of us. But I saw as I was praying that almost God saying that City Ball is a Swiss army knife and that in the new year, what he's going to do is going to pick us up as a Swiss army knife, almost flick us open. And with a Swiss army knife, until you actually pick it up, you actually don't really know what's inside. And we're only useful. We're only useful in God's hands. Stop being, we need to stop being in our own hands, in our own plans. But when we get picked up and get used by God, things that we didn't even know that were in this church will be revealed. And almost like as God was flicking those, those army, that army knife, the things that were coming up, I actually saw people's heads coming up. So people like Nicole, Humphrey, Kristen, you know, Karu, people that have got anointings and giftings, that God's going to flick you open. And more of us, even in this church, that God's going to awaken us, that actually you're going to walk in the purpose that I have for you because this is a safe space and this is family to be able to do that in. So I'm going to use you. So even internally for us, what is the Swiss army knife of your heart that God is picking up and wanting to flick open? 
So the gifts that you know that you've been hiding away from this family and this church that God wants to use. And he actually wants you to step out in faith because that's what it looks like to have a life laid down. That it's no longer your life anymore. Your plans went out the window. (laughs) And now it's his plans. It's his life. It's his son. It's his spirit living and breathing and moving each and every one of us. So disqualification, insecurity, rejection flies out the door when we know that we're not our own anymore. Is that cool? Is that cool? Girls are very quiet. <laughs> so it flies out the door. So it almost feels like God also saying to us that like, you know, I've accommodated your excuses for a long time, but I'm a loving father. I'm a loving father. I'm a compassionate father. And I'm calling you to lay your life down before me. Lay your life down before me. All those dreams, all those things that I have for you, those are beautiful, those are great. But those are tools. Don't let them be higher than what I've called you for. Don't let them be higher than me. 